0: This is Jenny,
1: and this is Christian,
0: and you're listening to the NLCF Podcast. Today, we're bringing you an episode of Shaped. Christian and I are having a conversation about engaging in the spiritual practice of simplicity with Sarah Matthew. Sarah is part of the Gobble family and leads Coffee Break. Hey, Christian. Hey, Sarah. Hi. Hi.
1: Hello, Jenny. Hello, Sarah. So, Sarah, we would love to know, just as we're kind of getting underway here, um, how would you define this spiritual practice of simplicity?
2: Yeah, so I feel like simplicity for me started as one thing of just like not buying things or like limiting what you're buying. And it turned into this whole different thing of relinquishing my desire to control and prioritize things like money or time or just provisions in general and making my true priority, my number one priority to seek after the kingdom of God and recognizing that seeking first the kingdom of God is the most important thing in general in life and recognizing that once I do that, everything necessary is going to come in its proper order. And I just kept coming back to this passage of just like where you find the treasure, you'll find the heart. Um, And that's kind of seen in like the parable, um, with the pearls and seeking after the true treasure and how we have to be willing to give up everything in order to seek after the kingdom of God. Um, Mm. and so simplicity for me just means setting everything into its proper place, into its proper perspective in life and having this freedom to trust God for all things. And that includes, employment, provisions, reputation, too. Um, mm. Yeah, so just this relinquishing of control and this relinquishing of desire to prioritize other things above the above the kingdom of God.
0: Man, Sarah, I love what you're saying here that this is about our freedom, um, where it's the intentional promotion of the things that we value the most, that we wanna spend our time and energy and resources on And kind of the removal of the things that would distract us from them. I know Richard Foster, who we've been reading together and is just our number one guy on Shaped, he kind of describes simplicity as this inward reality that then manifests in an outward lifestyle where the things that you say yes to become elevated. And so, Sarah, in the winter, our huddle started studying spiritual practices together. You know, we're in that group with Sarah Hollum, who was able to join us on Shaped a few weeks ago. And out of our list of a dozen or so disciplines to kind of study and dive into, you chose simplicity. And so I would love to hear a bit about why you chose that one specifically.
2: Yeah, I feel like simplicity for me was... One of those that I was like, oh, that sounds easy enough. Like, just don't spend money on things. And like I said earlier, like when I started, it was it was that for me. But as I kind of got into it, I was into the season of like self-reflection. Um, and so I picked it because I was like, oh, that could be interesting for me because I think I have the tendency to use a form of retail therapy. I, I wouldn't say that I buy things to make me feel good. I wouldn't say that. But, you know, looking at how... I act when I'm upset or when I'm sad is definitely like going to target and walking around roaming the aisles and just like, exactly, just like touching all the things. I mean like, yeah, that makes me feel really good to feel this really soft blanket. Um, yeah. And just using shopping or just this desire to have um, this material provision as a, as a source of comfort and as a source of peace. And so for me, simplicity was challenging that idea of like, I don't need material provision to help me feel peace and to help me feel comfort. I have to seek the kingdom of the Lord first, and it also just challenged my idea of trusting the Lord in everything. Because um, I think I can say that and I can say that really easily, but am I was I acting it out during that season? Was I picking and choosing what I was trusting the Lord in, or was I actually trusting Him in all things? And so, just seeking to learn simplicity to reprioritize. The things in my life and seeing what was I giving more priority to and what was I maybe putting above the Lord and acting as this, this God, lowercase g God. Um, and so I think I chose it because I wanted something to challenge me, but also maybe something that was a little bit easier than maybe fasting, which was another one that I chose to to look at. But I thought, you know, simplicity would be challenging these deep thoughts and these deep kind of Um, decisions that I make when I'm sad or when I'm upset or or when I feel restless. Um, And so that's kind of why I picked simplicity of just like wanting to shift my priorities and wanting to seek um, purpose in the Lord and in his kingdom rather than what I'm doing as like a student or my jobs. I wanted to seek to put my trust and put my identity and put my priority in him. So that's kind of why I chose it.
0: Man, that is, gosh, that's fantastic. I feel like for you to say, I see this thing and I want to work against it. I want to push into this and challenge that. I, man, deeply identify with using (laughs) retail therapy (laughs) and just, yeah, find it so neat um, and encouraging that you're choosing to change those habits where I feel like um, just the opposite of a contemplative life isn't necessarily like an active life, but just a Mm -hmm. reactive one. And so I think for me personally, I feel like the way I react in like window shopping to distract myself or just wanting to feel different or better, things like that Um, to then shift to being contemplative and saying, okay, Mm -hmm. what things are actually of value that I want to elevate um, and put forward. And I feel like the thing that you're doing just reminds me of the proverb of the wise give thought to their ways. So yeah, that's awesome.
1: Yeah. And I think Sarah, it's just really encouraging to hear even your self-awareness of being able to identify the things that are happening in your heart. Um, I, you know, that's something that's not easy for anybody. Um, I would say that I, uh, struggle with this to some extent, this kind of buying things to feel better. Um, in my buying of books, Meg always gets on to me cause I'm just like buying books, <laughs> books that like, I, I can't read currently cause I'm reading something else, but I just buy it. Um, and I'm, ex- I like look at it. And I'm so excited to start it, um, but I think this practice seems especially important for us in our culture that is so shaped by materialism and money and success and things like that. None of which are are bad in and of themselves, but uh, certainly shape them shape us for their own purposes rather than for trusting the Lord. And so, um, as you have kind of jumped into this practice of simplicity. How have you seen the Lord use it in your life?
2: Yeah, I feel like it has been used in a couple of different ways. Like starting when I first learned it, it was like, yeah, you're putting a lot of your peace and your comfort in these material provisions. And then as we've kind of come into the season of quarantine, it's been like your priorities are completely wrong. Like you have all this free time. But what are you choosing to do with that free time? Are you choosing to like sit on the couch and like watch some TV, which again, isn't necessarily a bad thing, but am I prioritizing that over seeking the kingdom of the Lord, seeking the Lord? Um And so he's just used it to kind of reshift my focus of life in general and just, you know, where I should be spending my time. Um, and especially as I kind of seek after in this season of quarantine, a job after graduation, Um I think... It's just helped me recognize that I depend on the Lord for everything. And I have to trust that he is going to provide those things for me. And I can't recognize, I have to recognize that what I work for is not what gives me what I have. It's this gracious gift from the Lord that gives me what I have. And so I don't have to be so concerned with finding a job that pays so much money so that I can be kind of, I feel like I have adequate provision because if I trust the Lord and I seek after the Lord, I'm going to have this adequate provision. Um, and it just reminds me of this passage in Matthew, um, Matthew 6, 25 through like 33, um, where it's, you know, saying, do not be anxious about anything. You know, your heavenly father knows what we need. He provides for these birds who basically don't do anything. And yet we have more value than them. So who's to say he won't provide for us? Um, And it's just, it kind of ends with this idea of like seeking first his kingdom and his righteousness and all of these things will fall into place. So I think it's just, simplicity has been used to kind of remind me of this thing of like, we are called to enjoy provision. We are called to enjoy this world, this creation. um, And that's a good thing to enjoy it. But are we putting things above the Lord and seeking after him and just, He's used it to remind me to trust him in all seasons and seek this peace, this comfort that only comes from him and not this nice pillow that I see at Hobby Lobby or something like that. It comes from him and it comes from his word and just sitting with him and just having that relationship with him. And it's it's just reminded me to be more um, grateful for what I have and what has been given to me and so that I can take what I need, but only what I need and give whatever I have of excess to other people and to people in need or just friends who could use maybe a cup of coffee for a day instead of buying myself that cup of coffee. Um, Just showing me that I've been given such gracious gifts from him and I'm called to enjoy them, but I need to enjoy them practically and responsibly and make sure that he's my number one priority for the day.
1: Yeah, I think that is really well said. I I feel like um, what is is really neat about what you're talking about is that I think for some people, they may look at their lives and say like, well, I don't really like have necessarily like a, a problem with running to things that I buy or whatever my possessions in order to get away from the Lord. Uh, well, hopefully that's not their, their, hope, but, <laughs> um, but it seems like this, this practice is, applicable for people across the board in recognizing the things that may control them, that may have more of their hearts than they would want, um, or maybe than they would even realize. And so it sounds like this is something that, whether we're looking at our the way that we buy or consume things, um, the, the things that we give our time, energy, attention to, Um, this practice is something that frees us up to truly find our joy in the Lord and to to actually really enjoy the things that he has given us. And so Mm -hmm. I think that is just really encouraging to hear.
0: Yeah, absolutely. I totally agree. Kind of with that, jumping off of that, I would love to hear some practicals about the way you engage in simplicity. So kind of some ideas we could even jump into this week on how to start practicing this.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Um, I think for me in the season specifically of engaging with simplicity, it was making a list of my priorities, Um, seeing, you know, where, what am I doing when I first wake up in the morning? What am I seeking after when I have 10 minutes of free time? Is it that I'm playing a game on my iPhone or is it that I'm like going to scroll through the Bible app and read a verse? Um, And so making a list of priorities is really helpful for me because it allows me to kind of look at it, you know, visually and see Oh my gosh, I'm spending like three hours a day, like just scrolling through Instagram and like, that's not good. And so using that like pockets of time to see where can I put the Lord into that? Where can I replace things, um, that are not fruitful, that are not seeking after the Lord and his kingdom. And so Looking at your list of priorities or just your schedule for the day is also kind of helpful of seeing like your pockets of time and then see where your priorities need to shift, I think is really helpful for me, um, particularly with the season of a lot of free time. Um, So that's helpful. Um, And another thing I do is trying to go a week without buying anything that isn't a necessity, um, which I feel like is a little bit easier during the season of quarantine. It's not as easy to like go to Target or go to a store and like walk around and just be like, oh, that's nice. I'm going to buy it. But really being practical about it of, do I really need this third bag of granola for the week or can I go a week without it? Um, And so, you know, if you're feeling up to it, maybe try and spend that money that you would be spending on a cup of coffee and buy it for someone else or like just Venmo them the $5 and be like, hey, I hope this blesses you this week. Um, And so I think that's really helpful because it shows you that you are spending a lot of money on a little bit. Um, things that maybe you don't really need and someone else could maybe use that five dollars um and so I think that is also helpful of just like I don't really need this new shirt this week so I'm going to go without it um and another thing is you know going through your home get rid of get rid of things that you maybe have out of excess like for some reason I have like 20 water bottles that I I don't know why I have 20 water bottles I only need like one or two but I have 20 and so going through them and being like I have this and this is not what I need. I don't need 20 of them. And so kind of feeling like, oh, I can give this away or I can get rid of this because it's not holding me hostage to this. Um, You know, the closet is also a good place to start of like, I have four of the same shirts. Do I wear them all? And just getting rid of those is really helpful too. Um, You know, buying things out of necessity, rather than how they look or how they feel. Um, you know, in the celebration of discipline, there's like 10 different ways that Richard Foster lists out practical ways. And one of those is that, you know, like when we're looking for a car, are we buying it because it's really fancy and it has all these new like gadgets and features, or are we buying it because it's safe and it keeps us safe on the right, it gets us to where we need to go. And so I think that's also helpful when looking at things that we're buying. Um, another thing for me is minimizing my schedule. Um, that was more of a priority kind of when we were back in Blacksburg and kind <laughs> of on the regular rhythm. Um, but yeah, minimizing my schedule was really um, good because I could you know, start with a day, um, but looking at it like a, a, sp- a longer amount of time if I needed to and just saying, oh, I don't really need to spend two hours just sitting in bolos when I could be you know, speaking the Lord in that time. Um, and so going through the schedule, doing less with my time, you know, knowing that I can say yes to things, but making sure that I'm looking at the right things, spending that, spending the right amount of time on them and doing them for the right reasons. Um, and so I think that's important too, of looking at our schedule and just saying, you know, where can the Lord fit into this? Where can I be intentionally spending time with my friends or intentionally seeking after the Lord is also really important. It's not just this idea of material provision, but also where we're spending our time, Um, yeah, and just finally, I would say, like, start your day seeking the Lord, Um, you know, some of us are getting up later, we have more time to, like, lay in bed in the morning, or, like, sit on the couch, and so start our day seeking after the Lord, you know, you can just open up your Bible app if the first thing you grab is your phone in the morning, you know, just reach over, grab your phone, open the Bible app, look at the verse of the day, scroll through a passage, read in a couple different translations, Um, you know, just start your day with that on the forefront of your mind, And, you know, don't do it out of like a I'm going to check it off the list for the day, but because you want to and because it's your number one priority for the day. And I think that really helps when you have this kind of priority of like number one is I'm going to seek after the Lord. I'm going to be a good disciple. And the second is I'm going to spend time with my family. I'm going to make sure that I'm doing everything that I can to be with them. Third, I'm going to make sure that I'm doing my homework. I'm going to make sure that I'm doing my work and being a good student and, you know, just having these simple lists of things. You know, life gets so much simpler when it's like one thing that we're working towards is being this great disciple. And things just kind of fall naturally into that, into those places when we start our day seeking after the Lord, when we make a list of our priorities, see where we're spending our time. I think it just makes it a little bit easier to jump into simplicity when we just look at how we're already spending our time, how we're already spending our money.
0: So. Yeah, that is fantastic. So kind of, First off, like make a list of priorities, figure out what is the first yes in kind of the bucket of your time and your energy Mm -hmm. and your effort. Um, And so, yeah, making that seeking first the kingdom of God and then following that maybe with relationships. And then after that, the work that the Lord is Mm -hmm. calling us to as students or people in the workforce um, and making those things the most intentional part of your day um, and then kind of using that to almost like ripple out into these other areas of like considering your excess. So that could be in terms of purchases of you're saying, like, could I go without this shirt or without this coffee um, and even extend that to become a blessing for other people Um But even in terms of your physical things, like consider the excess, you know, I also have 20 water bottles (laughs) (laughs) that I may use one. And so just the physical things that are around you. Um, And then, yeah, like you're saying the excess on your calendar kind of narrow down what you're focusing on. So that your heart isn't pulled in a thousand different directions, but it's mainly moving towards the heart of Jesus and kind of rippling out from there um, to other folks, to the work that you're involved in. So yeah, I think those are, gosh, just such fantastic practical steps of kind of consider your priorities, begin your day by seeking the Lord, and then consider your excess. So, yeah, that's huge. Thank you, Sarah. And thank you for joining us on Shaped. We really oh, appreciate it.
2: Of course. It was such, such fun to be here talking about simplicity with you guys.
1: Absolutely. Well, we'll be back with you next Tuesday, and we're going to be talking about a practice called Lectio Divina. That may be a practice that some of us are unfamiliar with, but really it's just reading the scriptures in a specific way that is intended to create space for the Lord to really build into us, the realities of his word, the realities of the scriptures. And so you're not going to want to miss that. As always, we want to leave you with a blessing. And so this week, may you seek first the Lord and the things of his kingdom. And as you do, may you rest in the promise that he will provide everything you need and satisfy all the desires of your heart. The one who has promised is faithful. He will do it. Amen. Thanks so much for listening to Shaped. We would love to hear from you. Maybe there's a way that you are interacting with this practice of simplicity. Maybe there are other practices that you would love to hear us dive into a little bit more. You can email us at info at nlcf.net. You can also find more information about our church at nlcf.net, on Facebook, and on Instagram. As we have been blessed, let us go and bless the world.